Good morning, everyone. Welcome to episode 186 of the Find Your Model Health podcast. For those looking to optimize their long-term health and weight goals and understand how their body really works, I am your host. I am Shemaine Looney. I'm a fitness and nutrition expert, certified iridologist, and biohacker. I hope you're really, really well on this beautiful May morning. We are to have some nice weather for the next few days, like really nice. I think I saw 25 degrees in a couple of days, so I hope you have nice plans to enjoy and make the most of those essential UV rays. So in this week's podcast episode, this is something I discuss a lot with my clients and have done so for years and years now. I started implementing this when I first started my own health journey back in 2006. And as many of you know, I lost 165 pounds and have successfully kept it off since 2008. That's when I got my goal weight. Um, And of course, I've manipulated my body composition over the years to change its shape and stuff. But definitely, this is... What we're going to learn in this episode is one of the tools that I swear by, basically. This tool works well for most people, especially people with genetic traits of obesity. And that is why we don't want to eat late in the evening or before bed. And like I'd mentioned, I've been teaching this for a long time, but I've taken on a lot of new clients since January I think about 40 so far. So I've been trying to teach as much as I can. But this one topic I've said, um, I'm going to do more in-depth episode on this just to help you understand the health aspects. I've taught the fat loss aspects of this a lot. But the health aspects sometimes get overlooked because there's only so much I can talk about in one hour phone call. So we're going to go through it in a podcast episode, this episode. But before I go on, I must remind you that the information in these podcast episodes is for informational purposes only and should not be taken as medical advice. Please consult your health practitioner before making any lifestyle changes. So why is it important to not eat late in the day? Well, there's lots and lots and lots of reasons, but this habit or trade is possibly one of the most difficult habits for someone to overcome on a health journey, but also possibly one of the most important. And most of the time, that's what it is. It's just a habit reinforced by something else, maybe stress, maybe emotions, something else. And I get it. I really do. I don't know if all of you know, but I also am a mom of two boys. Um, And I get it. That not just in the current environment, but before the world went topsy-turvy, most of us associated evenings as our downtime, especially if we have kids. So the kids go to bed, we do the dishes, we wrap up our day. Now it's time for mom or dad to put their feet up and just chill out for an hour or two and get that essential relaxing me time and I do get that but I also get there's other ways that we can do it and even if you were to put your feet up and watch your favorite show for an hour doesn't mean you have to have food you can have something else 
But I get it. I understand why people do these things. I understand that after a stressful day, you may crave a glass of wine or feel like you need a glass of wine to let go of the day or unwind or... Like, I understand. I really do. But my job is to teach you how to be your best, to be your most optimal, most resilient, feel your best, look your best. That's my job. So why is it important to not eat late in the day? Well, basically, when we go to sleep, we go into our anabolic state. So our anabolic state is our growing state. It's our healing and regeneration state. Um, it's where we need to grow new tissues, new hair, new cells, muscle, blood cells, immune cells, whatever it may be. That happens when we go asleep. But when we go asleep, all those processes get stopped. When we eat late at night, a few things happen. In simple terms, we have to undergo mitochondrial repair during the night. I've spoken about mitochondria a lot, so there are little energy powerhouses inside our cells. And if they're not working properly, then we're going to have issues with energy, fat burning, detoxification, a lot of stuff. We also have to undergo brain cleaning when we sleep. Um, when we eat, digestion is a survival mechanism and takes huge amounts of energy and blood flow. So if you're eating, you're basically pulling energy and blood flow away from the essential organs and functions and directing it down to your gut turning off those reparative and regenerative processes all over your body, including your brain. And of course, when we sleep, we know that everything slows down. And I teach this all the time with new clients. When we go to sleep, not only does our heart rate slow down and our core body temperature slows down, but our digestion also slows down. So if you eat before bed, Something that might have taken you an hour to digest during the day when you're up and moving about now will take you three to four hours to digest when you're asleep. So that food is just sitting in your gut for longer and it's putrefying and fermenting. And um, that also then slows down your capability of moving into liver glycogen stores and then into fat burning mode. So you're just pretty much slowing everything down and turning a lot of stuff off and this is why many of us who eat late in the evenings do not get into deep restorative sleep because the digestive process is happening and that's stress on the body and you can see this if you wear any sort of biofeedback tracker i wear a whoop but i know a lot of people wear a fitbit um, and these can tell you like your heart rate variable and your resting heart rate and you can see the differences it's very clear you don't need me to tell you, you can see it for yourself, that if you go to bed, let's say at the end of um, a reefy day or a feast day or a late night meal, your heart rate variable is going to be very low and then your resting heart rate will be high, indicating that your body's under stress and vice versa. If you go to bed in a fasted state, most of us are going to have a deeper, more restorative sleep when we go to bed in a fasted state. But if we eat late, we don't get into this deep restorative state and we wake up feeling awful with inflammation, headaches, maybe feeling warm on your face and your forehead, dehydration, cravings, increased cortisol and insulin resistance, irritability, brain fog. Should I go on? Because there's a lot. 
a lot happens. It's not just, oh, I ate late, I'm not going to lose weight. There's actually a lot, and you can physically feel it. I was saying this to a client yesterday. Like, I'm going to tell you this stuff, but one of the best things on your journey is creating the awareness. So you're going to feel this stuff. You're going to have an awareness, and then you're going to be able to in a sense, self-diagnose and understand what's going on with yourself like a lot of my clients do. So eating late at night has a lot of research on it and I'm going to bring up a couple of studies in a minute showing it to be one of the most detrimental things you can do for your health and your body overall. So eating late, it damages your mitochondria through a process of ROS, which is reactive oxygen oxygen species, which is pretty much oxidation of the mitochondria and the cells. Um, it prevents cellular cleanup, but of course if your mitochondria and your cells are not working, then you're not going to detoxify the cells properly, you're not going to turn over cells, you're not going to get the autophagy happening. Then it prevents cleanup and detoxification of the brain. So not just the physical body cells, but also the brain through our glymphatic system. When we eat late at night, it inhibits our glymphatic system. So not our lymphatic, but our glymphatic, which cleans up our brain. Eating late at night drives up inflammation, drives up dehydration, drives up cravings, slows down and even stops fat burning. This is a fact. Um, inhibits tissue regeneration and regrowth. So if you're having issues putting on muscle or growing hair or whatever it may be, this may be because your anabolic phase is impaired by um, poor sleep and probably some hormonal issues too. Inhibits the immune system and immune activity. Probably now is the last time in your life that you want that to happen. And it accelerates aging. So people that sleep less do look older. Like literally they have more wrinkles. Their skin is not as good. They don't produce skin stem cells as good. Like there's a lot more. I could go on. Um, so eating late at night is bad for your health overall. Not just your body composition. It damages your mitochondria. And your mitochondria are what on a basic layman understanding your mitochondria are needed for energy. If you're constantly fatigued and tired, you have a problem with your mitochondria. The end like you do. That is the basic level of energy production. If you're feeling fatigued and lethargic, the mitochondria are struggling and you need to address that. Now when we look at an early feeding window, which is what I, I practice myself, I try to be done eating most days by 4.30 p.m. usually because I start teaching in the evenings um, sometimes I might go to five. It's rare. Like I always have my eye on that 4.30 mark. Um, and I do try to encourage a lot of my clients to eat earlier if I feel they need it, especially if there's real issues with say fatty liver or insulin resistance or stubborn fat. This earlier feeding window, like an eight to four feeding window, really seems to be that kind of golden mark for a lot of people. So an earlier feeding window shows us time and time again that it's better for metabolic health, insulin resistance, there's lots of studies, fat loss and more makes you look better, keeps you younger for longer. So um, basically what I say and what I do is eat early, sleep early. I also sleep pretty early, but I need it. I would consider myself somewhat 
of an athlete. Um, I do need the sleep if I want to maintain my performance. But there was a study done out of the University of Colorado that found that eating late in the evening with women is linked to weight gain. Done on 83 women, there is a direct correlation between the start of one's eating window and their body fat percentage, which I know flies in the face of most intermittent fasting anecdotal stories and recommendations when we look at OMAD or one meal a day. Um, but at least in overweight women, this study showed that they had higher body fat percentage. Now, the study was titled, Later Meal and Sleep Timing Predicts Higher Percentage Body Fat. So it's not just eating late, that's the problem, but also going to bed late as well. Another study showed that another reason you don't want to eat too close to bedtime is because Eating at night can mess with your internal clock and compromise your sleep overall, which I've already mentioned, but um, we know that we have circadian clocks all over our body, our master clock being in our super charismatic nucleus, so just behind our eyes and our brain, and that then signals to all our other circadian clocks, which are all over our hormonal system and also our organs. So if we mess up one, we mess up the whole lot, basically. If you cut out late night snacking and don't eat before bed, you can reduce your risk of hormonal cancers like breast cancer and prostate cancer by up to 25%. That's insane. Just let that soak in for a minute. So the title of that study was Early Supper Associated with Lower Risk of Breast and Prostate Cancer. That's huge. So that's clearly not just about the physical appearance. That is health. <coughs> Excuse me. Another thing that happens when we go to bed on an empty stomach is back to that kind of anabolic um, state or idea is that most of us make human growth hormone at night. It peaks at night, and this is why we consider our sleep our anabolic hormone. And this is the hormone used for healing and regeneration, signaling stem cell production, growing new hair, all of that good stuff. But also human growth hormone is a fat burner. So when we eat, basically we inhibit our growth hormone so we don't get that dump of growth hormone during the night, and we turn off fat burning. So if you um, eat around the time of your growth hormone peak, which is at night, then it has less of an effect than if you don't eat. So also ghrelin, our hunger hormone, which is produced by our stomach, among its numerous functions, ghrelin increases appetite, of course, and stimulates the release of human growth hormone. Human growth hormone is used to upregulate fat burning and then of course drives the stem cell tissue growth regeneration all that good stuff so if you're going to bed feeling a little hungry and i said a little hungry that's okay that tells you that your ghrelin is there and it's about to stimulate a big dump of human growth hormone while you go asleep in your fasted state so that you get all the fat burning and the regenerative um, benefits and aspects. So when we do some sort of fasting or intermittent fasting or time-restricted eating, you're prolonging the effect of human growth hormone and that of course is going to affect your fat burning. 
And this is all very important for driving down inflammation too. I have to add that in because I haven't said it so far, but part of fasting and going to bed hungry allows your body to do those detoxification processes, which in turn does drive down inflammation. Like this is very very important the whole lot is but if you're looking to spin down inflammation our number one tool for spinning down inflammation is going to be sleep and then going to sleep fasted and then we look at nutrition and then we look at supplements um so just to round this up why do i reinforce not eating in the evening with my clients so much even try my best to practice it with my kids but you know what kids are like um so generally i say i would like you to stop eating three to four hours before bed ideally it's going to be four hours and yeah if you look at my window i stop eating at 4 30 that would mean i'm in bed by 8 30 that's actually true i'm not embarrassed i usually am in bed by 8 30 um so that's just how i roll i have no shame Anyway, okay, so number one, your body needs to do mitochondrial and cellular repair during the night. Two, you have to undergo brain cleanup during the night uh, via the glymphatic system, which is also very important for neuroconnections and creating new brain cells. Your body needs to address and spin down inflammation when you sleep. So that was number three. Number four, if you're eating before bed, then all the blood flow is going to your gut. That means blood flow is not going to your brain or other essential organs for repair, detoxification, and regeneration. Number five, you get a big dump of human growth hormone when you sleep, which upregulates fat burning if you are fasted when you sleep. Number six, you reset insulin, leptin, and other hormones when you sleep which improves sensitivity and functioning of these hormones. So not our, not just our two master hormones, insulin and leptin, but also the subset hormones as well that they directly impact. Number seven, stem cell production is upregulated when you fast, which improves healing and regenerative ability and efficiency when you sleep. But stem cell, as we know, is very, very important for preventing cancer, Alzheimer's, and lots of other diseases. Um, eight, your immune system regenerates and improves resiliency when you sleep. Eating before bed interferes with your immune health. Remember that one right now. Nine, detoxification is impaired when you eat before you sleep. It is the end, which puts a strain on your detoxification organs and pathways, including your lymphatic system and your blood flow. And number 10, tissue including muscle growth happens at night this gets slowed down and even impaired if you eat before bed this is why people struggle to put on muscle especially when they train really hard and they're not seeing progress it's because maybe their sleep is off they're eating too late and they have hormone issues so these are just a few reasons why we like to close our eating window as far away from bedtime as possible I, of course, encourage people to do it as much as possible, but I have to add this in. If your meal pattern is working for you, continue to do it. But if you're not having any food until 2 p.m., maybe, 
and wondering why you're not losing fat or gaining weight or putting on muscle. You're eating at one meal at 2 p.m. and then finishing eating at 10 p.m. It could be that you're delaying the onset of the calories and then you're eating too late and that's perturbing circadian clock systems and hormones. So you do have to look like if you're not getting the results and you're feeling crappy, it's not working. If you feel amazing and you're seeing the results, then stick with what you have, um, of course. But this podcast episode information, I think is going to be beneficial for the majority of people. But of course, you have to make things work for your lifestyle. And this comes down to what's important to you as well. Do you really want optimal health? Do you really want a good body? Do you want the health and body of your dreams? Like how badly do you want it? Or do you just want to survive and live? Like it really is individual. Um, So you can use the information in this episode as um, an adjuvant or as a tool to help you on your journey. Of course, by now, you know, it's something I recommend. So um, I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you found it really helpful. If you know anyone that would benefit from this information, please do share. Sharing is caring. And right now, I think we really need to be empowered and to take responsibility for our own health. So all this information can help. If you have any questions or would like me to cover any topics, just um, reach out to me. Ask. I'm happy to do it. You can find me on Facebook or Instagram right now. You also can look at my website, ShemainsModelHealth.com. There's a contact me button there. And of course, I believe that if you don't ask, you will not receive. So if you feel that I deserve it and my podcast and the information I provide is helpful, I would really, really appreciate um, a review on your favorite podcast platform. If you feel I deserve it, it really helps me reach more people and doesn't just keep me to like Alberta. Um, so when we leave small businesses reviews, it helps our reach and of course helps our small business. And we know all us small businesses need a bit of help right now. So I'm asking for your help if you feel I deserve it. Um, But otherwise, have a great, great day. Really, I mean that. Have a great day. We're going into the weekend now. The weather is to be smashing. Enjoy it. Smile, laugh, have fun with your family. Create memories. Really, just enjoy this time. Have a great weekend. And I will chat to you guys really, really soon. Bye-bye.